0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose, or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You win. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident.
0: Hi, Blue fans. Marlon King here. You're listening to the Blues
2: Focus Podcast. Keep right on. Hi, everyone. Robbo here.
1: You're listening to the Blues Focus Podcast. Keep right on. Hello
2: and welcome to Blues Focus Podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to view this pod or listen to it from wherever you download this content. Um, Lots and lots of things to cover. But uh, before we get into it, then uh, reach out to the lads. So we're uh, starting with uh, Tom. How are you, Tom?
1: I'm very good, thanks, mate. How are you?
2: I am very well this Sunday morning, I have to say. Uh, Carl uh, and yourself?
0: Yeah, good, mate. I think I pulled me spleen yesterday, but yeah, I'm all right.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, it's a rather extreme haircut for a Sunday morning. And uh, Kurt, how are you, mate?
3: Yes, I'm I'm good, thank you. The newborn <laughs> Yeah
2: right well let's get involved um so before we get on to the uh i guess the excitement of yesterday um i think it's probably good to reflect on what i'm going to class as the uh um saturday um sorry friday the 15th of october ad which is after dean because i think that is our watershed moment for the for this particular team um and i think that it'd be good to maybe reflect on how bad, you know, post-Forest, I think we're all probably a bit of a a loss to see where the season was going was to go from there. He's obviously made a, a big shout with uh, dropping Dean. So if we, I think, maybe spend a bit of time just talking about the Albion game just in general. Um, so, Tom, I know you were there. You nearly got your head kicked in at the all-time <laughs> station. So uh, and what was the game like?
1: um the game itself i think we um we started a bit under pressure to be fair um which was expected anyway but i think the lineup that we put out looked like the sort of lineup that was out to battle not out to play pretty football yep. um obviously you reintroduce gardner and playing him alongside sunjic you're not exactly expecting the most beautiful midfield you've ever seen um so yeah it sort of started how i expected it to but then the game really turned on its head and blues were just constant we were constantly nicking the ball off them at the halfway line and just bombing it forward, particularly Chong. Um, but same old story. We just didn't take our chances whenever they came. Um, so, yeah, no, I, th- I thought we were the better side, to be honest, um, first half and second half, but obviously in the end um, we were done by a quality player and I'm sure you can all agree on that one. But now, overall I was, I was fairly surprised um, how well we played, I think any, anything less than 4-0 could have been seen as a victory. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I think we did OK in the end. Um, probably deserved at least a point. We didn't deserve to lose that game.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, Carl, Tom just touched on it there. Uh, Bowie's been well, he obviously one of the mainstays of the team in, in Woods. Uh, you know, I think he's very much been brought into maybe set the tempo of most games. Would you agree that that was quite a, a, a big shout and maybe whether that's an admission, what 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 do you think was the thinking behind that?
0: I think it was a pretty big shout. I don't think, I think he was maybe more mindful of winning second balls and clattering into challenges or running their arteries off, which I think would, uh, he's great at playing the ball around, you know, and setting that tempo, but defensively he's not sound. Um, and I think, you know, and obviously we'll mention the game since I think Bowie's biggest thing was stopping the twos, the threes, the fours. And unfortunately, you do have to go back to bases to do that. And we've always really had a not a very pretty central midfield pairing, you know, all the way back to Kift and before that, you know, so... Stephen Gleeson. Stephen Gleeson, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly that. Um, You know, but I just think... I think that was his thinking was let's have a fight in midfield rather than let's try and play pretty football because we tried to play pretty football against lesser teams than Albion maybe and been showing up for it. So... I think it was a big call, but I think it was probably the right one for to just stop the rock for now. You know, um, we all know that Boy wants to play football, so I think moving forward it might change. But yeah, probably the right decision in hindsight.
2: Yeah. And Kurt, we we had a bit of a failed attempt at a podcast, probably due to my ineptitude when it comes to recording various Zoom calls. But On that call, you we did we did have the debate about Dean and whether he should play. And I think you were, I think you said any other game than the Albion game, you thought he would. He would, yeah. probably would be dropped and, and he was. So, were you surprised and how do you think that played out?
3: Uh, I was a bit surprised, yeah, just because of the nature of the game. But then again, after the end of the game, it wasn't too surprising because you're thinking, I don't know if anyone else thought this, but obviously, um, Deeney, you're expected to at least play some minutes and he didn't appear at all. So, yeah, that was a bit, I thought that was a bit of a strange decision. But then when you look at the Dean, you've got the Dean one as well, Harley Dean. Um, it just shows he's not really afraid to drop those sorts of people, which which is a good thing in a management. I think you do want that, really.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, you know, after the uh, Forest game, then he obviously came out and made quite a few big statements. And there was quite a big sort of gap between the Forest game and obviously the Albion fixture. And it was just that I was a bit nervous whether he. You know, maybe see Harley Dean raise his game in, in training and maybe bluffed into picking him again. Um, but I'm glad that he didn't. And I mean, we'll touch on recent performances. But I, I mean, Tom, you're the Stato and, I, and you, you won't have it to hand. But I'd like to see how many goals we concede when George Friend starts since he's, since he's played for Blues. Mate, he is the most unappreciated centre half we've had for. It's because he's not, you know, he's an unfashionable centre half. But he's one of those players that you don't see him making darting runs at front. You don't see him putting last-ditch tackles in because he fucking stands up. He doesn't spend half his time on his ass like Arlie Dean does. He's just an old-school, really good centre-half. And I'm absolutely over the moon that he's back in the side.
1: Yeah, I'm me. And I can tell you one stat that I remember from last season. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) One stat, and that was when uh, the first 12 games uh, that George Friend started in, uh, under Karanka, we kept seven clean sheets. Um, And then after that, we didn't keep more than seven for the rest of the season. So um, I feel like that says a lot about the quality that George Friend can add to the back line. He did look a little bit shaky at times yesterday, um, but he probably put himself about the most out of the three. Um, I think Dion definitely made more forward runs. Um, And he was quite, quite composed in those situations as well. He was doing everything Dean has always wanted to do, um, but just failed to do so. Um, So, yeah, no, I was very impressed uh, with Friend yesterday. He just, he was just that little bit of fight that we've lacked. Like he, he will challenge those extra tackles that maybe your Roberts or your Dean wouldn't. Um, because they just see it as too risky, but friend pulls it off, and um the, thing, the stats are clear to see.
2: The thing that friend does, he, it, it's it's bloody hell, show my age again. He just gets touch tight. So, you know, if the guy that he's marking is dropping, you know, if he's coming to get the ball, friend always goes with him. What Dean tends to do is just sit off, let the guy that get the ball turn, and then he's square and he's struggling. So I, I think that um I'm really chuffed that he's back in. And I think just to maybe round up the, the Albion results, um, we, we, I, th- I think after the game, my worry was we sort of going back a little bit to the crank uh, sort of sound bites of, we were the better side, we created a load of chances. And it's like, this really needs to, we've got to draw a line here because it, if it doesn't turn around soon and you don't sort of commit to a plan, then, then you know we're gonna we're gonna find ourselves back in a very familiar position, unfortunately. So, moving on to uh, <clears throat> Huddersfield. So, I'll, I'll start with you, Cole. Based on I think Albion being apart from the result, quite a positive performance. What where were your expectations going into that Huddersfield game? Selections and you know style of play, etc.
0: Definitely was surprised that Hogan didn't start. I, I'm always surprised when Hogan doesn't start, especially as. His... <laughs> You know, literally Boy came out and had so much praise for him and then dropped into the bench. And I was like, what? So is it reverse psychology? I don't really know. Um, so that really shocked me, to be fair, because I think I think I made a joke about it that Hogan's pace is is a big advantage for us, but he's not really, you know, he's not out and out pace, is he? You know yeah. but he's quicker than the other three, and I think by country mile. And I thought, if he plays, the pressing game always seems to be much better and much stronger. So without him, I was a bit disappointed because I think we've looked dangerous when we press teams. You know, Derby, that's where the two goals came from, was pressing. Um, So I just, yeah, I just, it just felt, I don't say negative, but it felt like we were going to get a clean sheet and nick a goal if we could. It it felt like that from the outset. And I think, I don't think it really deviated from that at all. Yeah. Which, Yes, it's away from home. You've been shipping goals left, right and centre, but we were fairly positive at Albion. So I hope that continued. But it looked like, and I think Bo, you said it yesterday, um, which obviously we'll come to about being brave. It just looked like, and I think you even mentioned it, John, actually about being brave, putting yourselves about making things happen. And it just, uh, I've got a massive man crush on Duke. Like Duke and Max are, are my guys, you know, like all the time, but he's not the man to play at the centre of a three-man attack, in my opinion. Duke always works better with an out-and-out partner, always has, always will. And it just, uh, I get what he brings in, in certain hands, but yeah, just you want to build on that momentum, you want to take it forward. And I just felt we were playing it a bit too safe, maybe, um, going into that one.
2: Kurt, do you think he was starting to feel the pressure? Because I think that team selection is probably the first time where I think he's done a Karanka where he's more interested in what the opposition are gonna pick rather than what he's committed to. Did did you feel there was a difference there or were you, were you happy with the selection?
3: I was I was happy with it to be fair. Um but what I will say is and Bo you said after the, the game yesterday, I think he was probably saving deni uh for for yesterday. So I think when he when he's doing the selection, it's it's difficult to rotate. Deeny Hogan, Mukovic. So I think just going forward is probably always going to pick deni for home games. I don't know. If that's that was my sort of feel from it. Um, it's got he has got a difficult decision there with, with rotating them all really.
2: Yeah, and j- just in general, what did you think of the performance?
3: Um, I thought yeah, it was alright. We got there. If you'd have what well, if you'd have told me at the start that we would have got four points and the point at Huddersfield, then yeah, I would have took that. So. I would have I would have took the point before the game as well so, yeah. yeah I was happy it, with that
2: Tom what, what were your thoughts on it were you sort of frustrated I know we obviously um column sort of dropped out um so you know that that's the sort of a mainstay of the very limited things that have been good about blues for the last 18 months so you take that out and you're like okay Graham comes in and uh You know, the back three looked completely different. So, you know, what were your thoughts just around how that was going to plan out and and how the game went?
1: To be honest, it was all a roller coaster of emotions for me. Like the day before I had toe surgery, told me not to go to the football. I was like, I'm still going to Huddersfield away anyway, because I think, you know what, Blues will win if I don't go. So um, (laughs) I, I went. Obviously, lineup comes out, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, it's that time again where the manager is throwing out the most random lineup ever seen. And you're interested by it. You are interested by it because you think, oh, hang on, he might be onto something here. But like your Zolas, your Cottrells, your Red Naps, all the rest of them, every time they've tried some random lineup and a new system, it never works. And we tend to lose like three or four nil. This is the first time that didn't happen. But when you actually see the lineup, you sort of think four three three there. Um, but it, it did still seem like that that sort of five at the back with your wing backs. Uh, but Chong, rather than being a second striker, was a little bit deeper than that. Um, yeah, yeah. He was more playing in beh- uh, sort of behind Jukovic, but would make those runs in behind the defense as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was a slightly tweaked system to what we've been used to. Obviously, Bella being injured as well, it's like, oh, shit, that's that's not great. There goes um, our other wing-back with Colin being out. Um, and also probably our best, well, at the time, you'd probably say it was our best deliverer of a cross in the team. Along comes Jordan Graham. Um, and I decided to punish myself with the Villa under-23s game at St Andrews, where I watched Jordan Graham play and he was astonishingly bad in that game. So I was like, I see him in the lineup. I was like, oh, no, this isn't great. I mean, if I hadn't gone to the game, I'd have probably been excited to see him. And then he goes and plays like that. And I was like, you're not that bad for someone who says he can't defend. You're all right. Um, so, yeah, no, it was overall, it, it was a really depressing game. Huddersfield were probably the better side, but you take a clean sheet any day in a sense, but I was more frustrated at the fact that Hogan played so well against Albion and Boya's basically gone and said, "Joe, you played so well, I've saved you this really warm seat over in Huddersfield. Let's go find it, shall we? Um, so, yeah, I was really frustrated because we did lack mobility in that game and it really showed, but I think in the end, it did look like we played for a point. Um, as soon as Deeney came on, he ran his socks off, but we didn't create any more chances other than Gary Gardner missing a header. But Gary Gardner likes to miss easy chances these days, unfortunately, including yesterday. You know, 25 yards out, open goal. Where's Gardner going to put it? Rosie. Um, But here we are. No, I think in the end, you look at it sort of in hindsight, it was a decent point. So uh, we'll take it and move on.
2: Yeah, I think the formation, you know, Djokovic was lone striker. The fact, you know, we, we sort of came away from, you know, as you say, Cole, against where we've done really well—Derby, Luton, etc. High press, um, lots, lots of sort of pressure. And this was right. We're just going to camp. We're not going to press the ball. We're going to invite them on and see where we, you know, literally go. You know, probably five across the back, and then another four in front of them, and then Duke just sort of trying to do just patrol that halfway line. Uh, and for me, Huddersfield away doing that. Yeah, that, that is not ideal, but far from it. Um, I'm glad McGree came, came into the side, been calling for that for a long time. Um, and we, we've mentioned Jordan Graham before that, you know, he, he did show signs in the pre-season games that he might have a bit to offer. Um, so I, I think this sort of gradual inclusion of, Bow your signings, because let's be honest, we went down this road last year with Karanka, got loads of players in, never fucking played them. And you're like, well, if you want to be the master of your own destiny and accountable, then play the players that you've that you've actually brought into the club to do something. So I think that was the start of it against Huddersfield that we're starting to make. See, but I think the pressure was definitely on him to try and get something. Field, If that's the benchmark, then, you know, I'm... Uh, Going back, you know, eight, maybe six weeks ago, and all the euphoria of my god, you know, we're there's a team here, and then very, very quickly, um, you know, we're sort of the complete opposite. But I think the other thing we'll come on to it now that you know, we were staring down the barrel of a club record for goals not scored, um, when we went into the game yesterday. So, um, so yeah, I think putting the the Huddersfield um, on the back burner what what were you expecting yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon when the team got announced was that sort of what you expected, expecting or were you surprised
3: uh, no i wasn't really um too surprised about that um i was happy with it and but when i saw obviously fourier just back in the squad now i um, don't know if you want to touch on this but i'm quite a strong believe it, that Starkic should still have his place for the rest of the season. Um and that's no disrespect to Efridge. I just think Starkic has done uh more than enough to to keep us in games and to get us a point like, you know, um when when we get those nil-nils and that so, so yeah I was I was quite happy with that um, yesterday.
2: Well, well let's trick it out there. I mean my view on on, on is um I was at Northampton pre-season and I was like Jesus Christ who is this guy um There's been a few wobbly moments, but I said to my lads yesterday, it's his now. I think he's done more than enough, in my view. Um, My worry is, with Etheridge on the bench, it's going to be a real test of character because the pressure's on. Um, And, you know, even yesterday when we're looking at, you know, when they scored, I wasn't watching the game, but I thought that's not a howler from Scott Starkidge because that's then going to put the pressure on. So, so be, I'm with you, mate. I mean, if, even going back three weeks ago, I, I mean, I, I did say on the previous uh, and, and sort of um, broadcasted pod that uh, I'd have chucked Etheridge in the Albion game if he was fit, um, because I think he gives that bit of experience. But no, I'm, uh, I think the lad deserves a run. What do you think, Carl?
0: Yeah, I'm fully behind Sarkic. I think he's great. And I think maybe he could have done slightly better with the goal yesterday in the end, you know, it went underneath him, maybe he could have got down better, but on the whole, ignoring the calamitous pre-season the kid had, I think he's been, it's not just his goalkeeping, it's, he's kicking I would say 90% of the time, he's spot on and it's, he's sweeping, he's almost a sweeper-keeper, you know, yeah. he, he. there are times, I think there was a the time yesterday, I came hurtling out and headed it out, I think it was towards the end, and I was like, no, 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 stay, 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 and he, he got there, you know, and it, it seems that he's really, that decision making has, has worked a lot better um, I wish he would clear the ball quicker, <laughs> sometimes but, <laughs> you know, there have been a couple of times where you thought, oh, here we go, but yeah I, I fully think that it's his shirt to lose and Etheridge's to fight for and get back um, I like Etheridge I think he's a great keeper, but you know, we've got two solid keepers for the first time in a long time now, in the squad and, and it shows because the moment that Etheridge is fit, Truman's out so, you know, I think it's Sarkic is to lose. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't do anything calamitous to do that. But yeah, I would be happy to see him continue for as long as as possible. You know, and although the other thing is as well, although average has been around this squad, Sarkic has worked with this team the entirety of the preseason and the start of the season. So they've got to know how each other works and things like that. So yeah, Sarkic for me all day long um, for now until he. Throws the ball in from a corner or some something ridiculous like that.
1: Tom, yeah, I think uh, to be fair on the Sarkic point, um, his one of his strongest points is actually corners, which is one of if not Neil's weakest point. Um, you know, claiming from corners, but Sarkic is so good at it. Um, you know, he'll throw himself halfway across the pitch just so long as he catches the ball. Um, so, no, he's been fantastic. And, yeah, he, he could have done better with the guy. And to be honest, I do think that's the sort of save Etheridge makes um from that sort of shot. You know, he can get down quickly and get his body behind the ball, whereas Sarkic is more of um, – say a bit more of a spectacular saver. You know, he, he likes those top corners. and We saw that against Huddersfield, pulls off some good saves. Um, So, yeah, but, no, uh, the, the game overall yesterday, we were – I think first half, to be honest, both teams were pretty naff. Like no one really, no one really looked like scoring. Second half, Blues just come out this whole new identity. The press was a bit more intense and it showed. And we just looked like we wanted to win it more. And then um, obviously we get the goal. St. Andrews was, oh, it was amazing yesterday. It was proper. It's the way it it's should amazing. have been when we all came back. Um and who knew it would be the Cop opening that made the difference? Um, you know, I feel like we we always rely on the Tilton a lot for atmosphere, but the, the Cop played its part yesterday, which was good. And the upper Cop at that as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it it's just, is just a surprise in itself. Um, so, yeah, no, it was great. And um, I've, I just felt like we were finally back at St. Andrews. Like every other game has just felt so... Dead atmosphere wise, maybe not Derby. Derby was all right. Um, but no, yesterday was brilliant. Everything was just going our way in that second half and it just felt good to be back again. Uh, I was finally back in my normal seat and I loved it. So there we go. Happy days. Um, but yeah, when Deanie scored, the roof lifted off. Um, we still played well, had some good chances after that. Hogan misses a sitter as always. But, you know, Scott, he still worked hard. The hard work was there. He's just really, really lacking a finishing touch at the moment, but so is a lot of the players. Uh, Mm. Chong almost scored a worldie. Um, He was unlucky that that long shot didn't find the net, to be honest. Um, But here we are. And then one moment of quality from Swansea, which we all knew they had in the first place. Um, They go and score and you just think, yep, classic Blues. You always knew it was going to happen. Sick. We're going to (laughs) bottle this now. Probably 2-1 Swansea. Um, but no, we didn't give in. We didn't give in. And that was a nice change. And Riley McGree, great super sub, deserved to be in the starting lineup anyway, um, let alone on the bench. And he comes on and makes that difference. And I feel like we've said on this podcast so many times that Riley McGree deserves more game time and just hasn't got it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great in the end. And I feel like we're starting to see very slowly... Which players work well together and where sort of the togetherness is in certain parts of the team because I am <laughs> seeing a difference personally. Um, but I, I don't know um, whether the dressing room was divided at all, or like you know, that I remember when Deeney came in, he said there was a bit of a hierarchy there in the first place. Um, so you know, it's I feel like it's just trying to get everyone together on the same sort of level rather than there being. Some people higher than others and others that don't get much of a say. So, no, we are starting to see a proper togetherness now and it's just going to take time to build. But January window is going to be huge for Blues um, because we need to start putting away our chances. We could have won that game four or five nil yesterday. Um, But, yeah, no, some really good performances. Sarkic was good again. Um, but Etheridge it's glad to see him good, well it's good to see him back sort of in the match day squad but he's, he's going to have a job on his hands getting past Sarkic at the moment which is a surprise because as we said pre-season was not pretty um, <clears throat> to say the least but no great yep. performance yesterday and absolutely buzzing I wasn't going to go to Borough but now I am <laughs> yeah. I made
2: that pilgrimage the first, it was the first time Blues played at the Riverside when they built it what a night that was. Anyway, <laughs> um, the I think the other thing to touch on, and, and I'm going to give it no shit Sherlock here, you know, we've brought Deeney in. He's a ready-made captain. It feels like we've wasted a lot of time, if I'm being honest. I don't know that when he came in, we're probably on a bit of a crest of a wave. We were still, you know, before that first international break, we were there or thereabouts. We're playing well, all that good stuff. And they brought Deeney in. But I think for me, when you bring in a player of that, just forget that he's a Blues fan. Forget that. If you just look at his stats and what he's done, you bring a player like that into your squad and he's a leader and he's a ready-made captain, you've got to get your balls out your mum's handbag and actually chuck him in and say, right, you know, Dean, thanks a lot, mate. It's been, been emotional for five years, but, you know, the armband's actually going to go to somebody that's going to bring the whole club together. Because don't forget, Dean is a massively divisive person off the pitch. So it's common sense that if he's that off the pitch, he's definitely going to be that in the dressing room. And there'll be people in there that don't buy into him, but are probably bullied into just going with the flow. Yeah. So it's taken a long time to to break that down. And, you know, Dean's, it's his own fault because he played like an absolute, well, fuck, I, I don't even know what, what to say about the Forest game. I mean, that that wasn't even Sunday League. It, it just, it was so bad. So, he, I mean, it, it, it's his fault and, you know, Finally we've got a manager that says, You're not bulletproof, on you go. Um, and I think now getting Deany in his skipper, we've got an identity. And I, I don't buy into I don't I I, I I'm with you, Carl. Deany and Hogan. I wouldn't rotate it, I'd run them till they can't run anymore. Into the ground, done, start every game. Because, you know, we all love Djokovic. but what a better is there a better impact player to come on? Forget in um Chucks, because I think he's just a bloody bit of a comedy character at the moment. He doesn't look like a footballer. But when Jukie comes on, he can really galvanise the team again and give them a second go. So I think we've got the makings of something good there. But I think the the tinkering now has got to stop. Um, And maybe, I don't know, I'll chuck it out there. I'd certainly give Hogan until the transfer window. And then if he's not on a run of form, then we get somebody else in and bomb him out.
1: Well, I Tom mean, Jonathan Leco was man of the match yesterday.
2: Let, let's not go there. Not. <laughs> Fuck you now. You never, mate. You never go back. You know that. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. So actually, Carl, you, let, let's. What? What? So as far as a that identity, you know, all good Blues teams, and you know there have been some. I know it's been a while, but all good Blues teams have had a bloody good captain. Um, I think it's so important for the, it's for the fans as much as anything else. So do you see this as a, we're done now, he's got his goal, he's made his statement, he's in, or do you think this is going to be a bit of a merry-go-round armband situation? It's
0: a million-dollar question, isn't it? Um, I, for me, I think that if it's me making the decision, I think it's he's the captain, and I agree, start start dealing in Hogan constantly. And the reason why, it's something even as simple as the players warm up. You know, everyone always applauds the players off after the warm-up, trying to GM up a bit. But the first man over that corner flag and down that tunnel was Deeney, was leading the players off, jogging off. First man out as well. And I just think... I always have a bit of an issue with centre forward sometimes being captains because you don't necessarily see the game. I mean, I was a goalkeeper and a captain, which probably was more of a detriment to my team than anything else, given my catching ability. But anyway, but like I've always had a bit, but he just, he was just everywhere. And if he wasn't doing something, he was talking to somebody, you know, or trying to get a message across from uh, Lee Bowyer onto the pitch that hadn't been, been got through. I've never seen Hardy do that ever, you know, and it just, there's just something about it that just, I don't know, it just looks settled with, it just looks right yeah and it just works, you know? And I think I was talking to, uh, met up with um, one of my mates before the game down at the Ibis yesterday and had a drink with him, sort of said, you know, look, the last captain for me that really did it, you know, like and I still to this day, I hate the fact we didn't give him a two-year contract was Michael Morrison. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the greatest player, but he would put his body on the line for the team. And Dini was doing that yesterday. And I think, and that, bleeds through the team. And in that second half towards the end, I think Sanderson, Graham, and maybe Gardner, every single one of them threw themselves in front of a, I don't know if it's a cross or a shot, to make sure that did not get through. Two, three weeks ago against Forrest, no one did that. Yeah. And I just think it needs to to settle. You can't have a merry-go-round of a captain's armband. You know, it might be symbolic it might be xyz but it's still an important thing and you need that figurehead and i think he is but take away like you say everything else the fact he's a blues fan all the fanfare the great comment about villa losing yesterday or losing on friday or whatever he is someone who is a figurehead he'll lead the club i mean there's a reason they got him to announce it was kids for a quid for example you know you wouldn't with respect to everyone else you wouldn't see bella be announcing that do you know what i mean i think he's a figurehead and he probably did his
2: hamstring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Uh, or like Montero made a glass. Um, anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah I just think he's he's the guy to lead the lead the line in more ways than one. And I just think it's it also gives other teams something to think about. Do you know what I mean? They think, oh God, they're going to be up for this. He knows what he's doing, and he showed with that touch and that finish exactly why he's a Premier League caliber striker.
2: Yeah. So, and on that, mate, I mean, we, we spoke before we, we jumped on here um, and we sort of joked about the compilation of misses that we've had over the last sort of six games. The goal that Deeney scored, yeah, that as a chance, I would say is probably 10th, 11th hardest out of all the ones we've had. Yeah. Did that, what that was. There was a lot to do, a lot to do at that point. And um, I just think with him, he's just a natural leader. You've only got to think, you know, off the pitch and the way he's in the media, you know, he's not shy. He commands he commands respect. Yeah. And there's a difference between respect from the point of view of he's just a good bloke, he doesn't suffer fools. I would imagine he's pretty fair, but he's very honest. And I just think with Dean, he's probably just a bit of a bully. And you can't you can't operate by fear, you can't, whether you're a manager in a business or a captain in a dressing room, because eventually. You'll get a bit of a mutiny, and the whole thing goes to shit. And um, I, I, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely delighted that uh, he was he was made skipper. So, so Kurt, did you did you see that coming? And or did you think we needed that, or you know, we expected maybe Juki to to start yesterday? Oh no, I was, I was actually about
3: to to start. I think yeah, before that he only started two games. Anyway, so it is. Yeah, we've we've got Dini, so. I was been a bit disappointed in the past few weeks. It hasn't really been um, starting, but yeah, like like you touched on, um, he's finished yesterday. Um, I wouldn't really see, and there's no disrespect to Hogan, but obviously we all saw the the one on one, and I'd never see. I wouldn't see Deeney doing that. I just feel Hogan, like you say, is confidence, whereas Deeney, he's got that innate ability. He's had the experience in the prem. He's sort of a. Uh, more used to that pressure so yeah'm I'm, I'm thrilled to see him and
2: and, and Tom, I'm, I'm taking it you, you were um very much in the delighted camp when uh, when you saw that being announced
1: yeah I was I was very happy and jo you know, having read the way de found out as well I thought it was really a really nice touch um quite special you know obviously he didn't actually know he was going to be captain until he opened up his locker on match day saw the armband was in there and you know I like the way Boyer sort of played it off as well he didn't want to tell him he was going to be captain because that's just added pressure you know it's sort of like just let him let him find out and you know his match preparation will have been the same without having to think about captaincy because he is a natural leader so he's just going to go out there and do his thing and he showed that he's a natural leader without having to think about it or overcomplicate it he was fantastic and for me, the biggest difference between Dean and Deeni, and it's a big, big gap, is Deeni inspires, whereas Dean is, you know, like you said, is more that sort of aggressive type and sort of tries to scare people into playing well. <laughs> um, you know, Dean's D- had his good moments and his bad moments, but I- it is coming towards the end now, and I think we can all see that. Don't get me wrong. Last season was probably his best season, and I feel like that's probably just the best way to leave Dean. Just to figure yeah, I mean, out <laughs> this season and look at last season instead. <laughs> he played well. For t- he played well for eight games. Mm. He played well for eight games in five years.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Thirty grand a week. Cheers. Good, good work. <laughs> I can Get it. Um, Thank
1: you for scoring against Albion and then saying what. Yeah, you I mean, to
2: say. for me, it's draw the line, underline, gone, done, move on. You know, there is no way back for me. Yeah. Um, and, and on that, I would... I mean, just looking at... I think where the, where the team is at the moment, it seems that we are... I don't think there's a lot of middle ground at the moment in selection. Yeah, We've either got a bit of a Huddersfield going on or we've got... maybe going back three or four weeks, maybe five weeks, maybe even to the Peterborough game. Quite, Quite sort of very offensive... And I just, yeah. I, I, still think, and God's made a point, um, Craig, that is, um, I, th- I think in the week, and he was just saying, you know, this is a big job. And I think it's easy to just go, it's just immediate fix. And, it, and it's not, it's just not going to be that. And so I think to really find that blend, because for me, you know, looking at that team, you know, love friends, absolute, j- just great. I've said it from the get go. Perfect Blues, for, you know, just for, as a Blues person, now on, love him to bits. I think Sa- Sanderson, he's a Rolls-Royce as a defender and we haven't had that for a long, long time and it's really got a great blend. I'm still I'm still out on Roberts, to be honest. I'd be looking to get a centre-half in because uh, I just want to cut the whole lot out. I want to cut all of legacy out and get the whole horrible mess out of the way. That might be a bit harsh and we'll, I'll chuck it out there. Um, and I just think that Gardner-Sunjic, is always going to be limited and will put pressure on other other players to constantly deliver. So just on sort of shape and and, and personnel, Tom, what 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 do you think is our best blend and you know, as we go into the the transfer window, what what I mean, apart from fucking golf scorer, is there is there anything where you think maybe a player think, you know what, they could do a job or whatever it may be.
1: Um, there, there are, well, there's actually four positions I think we uh, need to look at strengthening, you know, other positions more important than others. I think we need a backup wing back that could preferably play both sides because we do seem to have a little bit of an injury trouble at the moment um, out wide. So I do think that would be an interesting one to strengthen. My personal preference would actually be Harrison Burrows at Peterborough um, scored the other day. Um, He plays left wing back, he played well against Blues, very young, I think he's still like 19, 20. Um, So big career ahead of him, highly rated over at Posh. Maybe he'd be looking to go somewhere bigger than, you know, maybe lower Premier League. I don't know. But um, I just feel like it would be a realistic transfer. That's that's one that I would quite like us to look at. But if you wanted a more defensive wing-back, then there are plenty out there, plenty of wing-backs that aren't playing much either. Um, like, even at Fulham, um, you've got... Uh, Joe Bryan, who's not actually played that much this season because he's competing with Anthony Robinson. In, you know, he, he's a promotion-winning wing back in itself. But again, that's another attacking wing back, not so great defensively. It's actually quite hard to find good defensive wing backs these days. Yeah, um, I think Swansea are probably best suited for that because they've got players like Ryan Manning and um, Jake Bidwell, two very well-rounded left wing backs, right there in itself. Um, but no, there's plenty of players out there. I think a box-to-box midfielder to either partner guards or Sunjic um, that can attack and defend. So a bit like Jude, to be honest, um, when he played for Blues. But unfortunately, I don't <laughs> I think, I think, think I don't I mean, think there's a buyback clause <laughs>
0: or a loan option.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, I think the, the Deeney coming home was probably the, that was beyond all of our comprehension. But if Belling comes back, yeah, uh, yeah I, I want to I wanna be interested to see how we could fund that to be we, We'd never
1: be able to bring back Jude unless he was like 36. But um the thing is, we do need a box-to-box midfielder. There's plenty kicking about in League One that you could look at. And that's the sort of, those are the sort of transfers I want to go. I don't want to... Go through like these, these scouting agencies over in France and Spain to find some random Spanish or Croatian midfielder that will slot in, be good for his first three games and then never turn up ever again. Um, you know, I, I want us to find somebody consistent, hardworking, and that's proper blues, you know, a battler, but does have quality on the ball, because I think that's the biggest thing. Quality on the ball. Whereas Woods has the quality on the ball, but like we said, he just can't defend. And to be fair, well, you said that, and since he's taken Woods out, we have been better defensively, and we've cut out yeah. a few more more goals in the team, in a sense. So he was right, and he's made the right call. But um, it's not like Woods hasn't played well, because he has been really good, and yeah. has been creating good <coughs> opportunities for us. Um, but unfortunately, we just need a different type of player. In that yeah,
2: and I, and I think you're, you're absolutely right with the... You know, you, when you take Woods out and you bring a, a gardener in... Need to shore it up, but he stops us playing. And this is what I'm saying well, you've got this is
1: the problem. He, you need this, this is find it, a blend. you know.
2: You, you, you put Gardner and you think, Christ, you know, we could we look solid. You put Woods in, it's like, okay, we should be decent going forward, but there just isn't that middle ground. And that's where you that, need
1: the box to box player,
2: and, and that's where he's got to square that circle. And you know, that ends you know, w- worth probably debating it. So, Kurt, I mean, just as do you, any, any position particular that you think that we've, I mean, other than the obvious, or any place that maybe mm-hmm. you've you've sort of seen or whatever?
3: Um, anywhere really wide. Um, as soon as we lose better, I think we're sort of, I'm not sure how long it's going to be out for. Um, but yeah, wide areas. There's probably, I mean, Tom said four, that's probably right to be fair. Another strike, well, I'll say another striker, a striker with pace. I think we just need that in the team because when we look to the bench, there's no um, pace option there really. We're swapping physicality for, for more physicality really um so yeah pace on there. and then yeah probably one more center back if if Roberts isn't uh consistent enough um and then yeah probably a bit of more of a, some a creative midfielder so it's probably four players but I don't think we're gonna get all four boxes no. picked in one January transfer and I think that's unrealistic yeah so
1: um, not, really. I think two would be fair yeah
2: yeah and, 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 and I don't and you know I don't think I don't think we need to get them all in. I think we've got. It's like we're not screaming out for it. You know, we've got Sanchez to come back, um, and I do actually think Boya likes him. So it'll be interesting to see what part he can play. Um, it's a brave man to put him as wing back, that is for sure. So I, I, it's going to have to be a bit of a shifty around with the system. Well, we didn't um, expect
1: Jordan Graham to be good defensively, but he just seemed uh, to have nerfed. He's a big lad,
2: though. You know, you, I mean, Christ Almighty! You know, Sanchez made a paper mache, and you just run through him. So you know, I, he's just not. He makes Bella look like, you know, Buddy and Nikkei. So I, I just don't, I, I just don't see that as a viable option, to be honest. But um, that being said, I wish we'd have got Adam Reach. I think he would have been a great signing for us. And now he's just warming the bench for Albion, which is just ridiculous. Carl, anybody spring to mind for you, mate?
0: Well, I think the third thing we're probably going to have to look at is replacing McGree, to be perfectly honest. Unless we bring back Bailey. Um, because obviously McGree's only here till January, because that's when he goes off to Charlotte. Is it? He's going to go and play for yeah, in the. MLS? It's all
2: made up, isn't it? If he just starts playing well, he's just going to sign for us, surely. <laughs> what? What that, I mean,
0: I'd like that, but I don't but think it's pu-
2: going to happen. He's going to league
0: Yeah, I, just, I I don't disagree, but I just think it's you know, if he goes, we we've got to replace him because he does. He's one of the few attacking players we've got that kind of. Will get stuck in, you know. He will put his, you know. I think, I think got booked yesterday again, didn't he, for an absolute cynical pullback? Like he might as well rugby tackle the guy to the ground, yeah. Stamp on his face for what he did. Um, maybe he was walking him like a
1: dog, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, exactly literally pulling yeah. him back that far. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's if he does go. I mean, I'd love to love for him to not. Because again, I think with the exception of the uh, the stepping stone comment that pissed everybody off um for yeah. some reason. He has been sensational, you know, and, and I agree with you, I think. But if he goes, we need to have somebody to replace him because we need that. And I think Bailey, could he be that? Maybe, you know, I mean, scored a wonder scored a goal yesterday, bangers, didn't he? So. Yeah. He <laughs> um, I think centre-back, we absolutely need something. A, a two-sided wing-back would be nice, you know, because we just don't need the cover. But if he can't get to, I think, right side, you know, Max has gone and so far we've played a winger there, well, two wingers there. You know, yeah. and Jordan Graham has been sensational. To be fair to him, like yesterday, he was phenomenal, like outstanding. Considering he's only started twice now after yesterday, so. But yeah, I think for me, it's got to be, we've got to be looking at pace. We're so slow sometimes on the ball, and it was interesting. The one time we've moved the ball quickly, we scored. Like like yeah. our first goal, Sunjic won the ball back. Now I was actually going to come on and make a point today that that's not something that we did normally because. Uh, Swansea won the ball back looked up and they launched it to, I can't remember who it was on the, the wide right who was in behind the peds and they were in and sometimes we are a bit pedestrian but the one time Swansea so won the ball back played it to Chong Chong played it in it was a goal um, but I just think we just need that pace it just we we just seem to be a bit starved of it at times you know Yeah. Um, but yeah pacey forward decent centre back you know and if, if Jude fancies coming back for six months who wants to <laughs> play in the Champions League am I right um why not when you can play at Morecambe on a Saturday afternoon in January in the FA Cup? Um, but, yeah, I, I just think there's there's just little pockets, but I think we need, I don't know, I'd, I'd take a striker. That would be my main thing. And then to replace McGree, anything else that improves the squad from there is a bonus, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just hope that Chong, Sarkic, Sanderson don't get recalled, basically.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't see... Um... Well, you'd hope because they were relatively lowish down in the pecking order from their respective teams. Uh, you know, we'd have to say take. So, I mean, they're all playing well. Um, I think that Chong needed a performance, um, and, and he, he certainly produced that yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Carl. I think with um, just going back to you know my my sort of man crush from last season, Halalovic, when he he always looked to pick up the ball and be dynamic, and you know, I know Woods has got that with his array of passing, but he's not got the pace to get beyond people, and I think we're just missing that a little bit, and I think Chong has got the capability and we've seen it, but, you know, Championship's a horrible place for a player like that, and he, he's just maybe he's targeted, and, you know, if I was an opposition manager, I'd be doing exactly the same, so, you know, that's life, and he just probably needs to, you know, just keep going, keep plugging, and, and, and you know, I'm sure he'll get the rewards for it, but, I think, in general, um, I, I, I would love nothing more that we can just say at the end of the season, you know, Deeney and Hogan are our pair, and they've done amazing for the club. You know, going back to a bit, you know, Juki and um, and Shay. You know, just just having something that you know your first names of the team sheet. Turn up. We know what we're going to get Bosh, and and they'll take the chances. And I don't, I know, you know, I think it was you, Tommy, saying you can start to see it, and I, I, I genuinely can, I genuinely can see it. But I'd like him to. You know, we got Simmons from uh, Man City. By all accounts, he's getting a few goals in the under twenty threes. I don't see any reason why. I mean, Anike, I think if Juki was injured, and we needed that impact on the bench, absolutely. But I don't see the point of having Dini Anike, and and Jukovic in the squad because it, what is the point? Whereas I think with this, with, with Simmons. Who knows? And I would make the point about Graham. He has been abject, I think, on the build-up to getting the call-up. Tom, you said you know, you've know, seen him play and he, was, he wasn't great. You've only got to hope that he's one of those players that when he comes and when, when he's given the shot, that's when he performs and that's when he shines. Because to your point, Carl, if he's coming in and he's never really played that position before and he doesn't want to do it, what he does want to do is play for the first team. Yeah, he will do absolutely anything within his power to keep that shirt, and that is what you want, you know. And I think if we've got a player like that <clears throat> that has got the appetite, I couldn't give a monkey's, you know, what normal position he plays. One thing is true: he's a bloody good footballer. We've all said that, and he's got that bit of quality. So I'm, I'm delighted he's in the, in the fray. And um, it's, it's double edged sword. with McGree. I think if he, if he gets picked regularly and he puts in the performances that we all know that he can, it's going to be. Heartbreaking to, to watch him go, so part of me doesn't want him to play. I don't know, it's weird. Um, but anyway, let, let's let's think forward to uh, um, all right, Mr. Warnock. Um, how he's never been a blues manager is an absolute travesty. Um, but anyway, uh, we know what we're gonna get. Um, Tom, let, let's uh, is this gonna be a Huddersfield um, shithouse selection, or is he gonna go with uh? We've got to win under red belt and um we, we gotta take him on.
1: I think I personally think he'll go with the same lineup. I think it'd be silly not to. He might make one change. Um where that one change will be could be McGree, but I I I doubt it. I think he'll still want to keep that solid midfield pairing, and it's hard to drop Chong anyway. Um, so yeah, I do think he'll go with the same lineup. Um, you never know, he, he might drop Hogan. But I doubt it because that wouldn't help his confidence. Um, so yeah, same lineup. Uh, hopefully the same result. Uh, but see, Warnock was under pressure um, a few games back, but they have just picked up two wins on the spin, I believe. And it's yeah, exactly two wins on the spin. And look where that gets you at the moment. Um, him and Mick McCarthy were both under pressure at the same time. One's now gone. The other one's picked up two wins on the spin. And looking at the playoffs. So, um, yeah, and that's just down to two signings. That's down to two signings that were, seemed so random at the time, but they've been world-class since they come in. Um, and they've only just sort of got to match fitness to be able to start for that Borough team. And now it's all coming together for Neil. So, um, you know, as he said, his his team's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. So, um, yeah, no, it depends how Middlesbrough turn up on the day as well, because it's never easy to go to the Riverside. Um, Having said that, though, we have been all right the last few times we've been there. Um, Deserved to win the last time we went there, to be honest. Uh, We were robbed of a goal, if I remember. Yeah, Yeah, that was the big
0: punch-up on the touchline, wasn't it? I think yeah, Short Rush got I'll, banned
1: exactly, and then we won there last season as well because um, there was that liquid football between Colin and Sanchez <laughs> and Hogan, so uh, more of that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're going to lose. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we kept a clean sheet, but it's not going to be easy because um, Middlesbrough are informed, but we always seem to beat the informed sides. Ask Swansea. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna gonna be positive because I really think we can build a run of games now. Um, and charge for the playoffs, piss the league. Why not? Um, but uh,
0: he's on (laughs) it again,
1: yeah. uh, (laughs) But we'll we'll see anyway. We'll see. I'm gonna go, I want to be as positive as possible. I'm gonna say three no blues. Why not? Why not?
0: He's Uh, been on the pop early.
1: Uh, um, no, it'll probably be one nil, but I want to say three nil, so I'm going with it.
3: Kurt, can you see any changes? Uh, wow, well, I was just gonna say, I love that optimism. I don't really, I'm not, I don't really agree with it, but I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, more- remember this moment because this will be exactly like when Nigel Farage goes, You all laughed at me, <laughs> fair to say, you're not laughing now. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, not not the three nil. I would have been happy with a nil nil. Like seriously, away. From, I always just take take a point away from home, and that's why no matter who you're playing the league. So I don't think it really matters, like who you really playing league when 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 you get when you're going away. Um, yeah, I don't think it really matters Just get a point. Um, what was your question? Sorry, what was well,
2: just just you know, just from a team selection point of view, it's would you expect him short. to? sort of change it or, or, um, or Like not? you
3: say, I, I would like to see um, Dean and Hogan get that run of games. But just judging by Bo's comments, I'm not sure if that's what he even wants um, to do with them. So it feels like Dean is going to play home games and then we'll see about, you know, um, yeah. the away games. But I would like to see that. I wouldn't make um, any, I don't think I'd make any changes really. Um, especially at the back um but going to your McGree comment um even if EA yeah, is going to leave us in January which only yeah only he can answer that um I'd still play him all the time because whilst he's on the pitch he's still doing a job so wherever he goes in January um I don't really care because that's a problem you know a few months down the road really
2: no absolutely and um I'd, I'd be well, I, I just wouldn't get it if, if uh, you know, Dean, he's sort of been and out based on, you know, home home or away. I mean, mm. that, but, I, but I agree he's not, he, but he hasn't been committed, but to be fair, that's his style. So does keep his cars relatively close to his chest. Carl, do you expect any changes? I think
0: it depends if Bella's fit. Um, I think if Bella's fit, he might come back in on that, on either side, to be honest with you. Um, not saying I want that to happen, but he seems to like Bella as a wing-back which um, he's up and down with it. Sometimes he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's just typical better. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes you wish he was left back in Brum. So, yeah, um, that's probably the only change I would really see. Because Why change a winning formula? Unless you have to, you know, I mean, that I think uh, Tom touched that. I think the moment we had that goal disallowed yesterday, which, by the way, was a ridiculous decision. That Lino needs an eye it was test onside at the minute. 100%. Yeah, that yard onside. Um, where's VAR in the championship eh? Um, but I just think you just don't change it and that, that when we scored that first goal you just saw the lift that gave the team it was a completely different side after we scored um, yeah. you know and I think that team battled their asses off so saving any injuries don't change it you know take McGree take Duke on the bench and all that you know Bella Sanchez whatever but don't change that starting 11 you've got to I think you've got to back the players when they put in a performance like that Although yeah. he did drop Hogan after praising him, so he could change the whole eleven based on that one experience. <laughs> but, I, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, I, for me, don't change it. As much as I love to see McGree play, I think him and Duke can be a better impact in the second half. Um, because yeah. it gives us, certainly with McGree, it gives us pace, it gives us a ball player. Um, so, yeah, I would just, let's just, you've got a win in under the belt with the team. Let's just stick with it.
2: OK, so for I guess from my point of view, uh, I, I think that uh, I'd be disappointed if he changes it. I mean, we've talked about him sort of praising Hogan and dropping him, but that was offered, you know, we haven't won the game and he hasn't scored, so it makes that a little bit easier, I think, that decision. But once a team has won, first time in a long time, then I think that, that does change things quite a bit. Um, but we've got to be physical, you know. Warnock's teams are, you've got to earn the right first 20. <clears throat> if we don't do that. <coughs> Excuse me it's going to be a, it'll be a long afternoon and just on Neil Warnock, you may or may not know his name is an anagram of Colin Wanker um, which not a lot of people which is fantastic <laughs> and it uh, fits him to an absolute T um, so but prediction wise I think I think he's gonna be tight um, with you Kurt, I think you can keep a clean sheet that's always and um, for this team based on the just horrendous Peterborough Forest, etc. F- Fulham, my god. So, just getting back to that, it might not be the prettiest, but you don't win games football if you're shipping goals left, right, and center. So, I'm gonna go one nil blues. Um, so we've had your ridiculous as usual, Tom. Uh, it's a good job, it's not a charity bet because i would be asking serious <laughs> questions. Um, Carl, a prediction
0: I go 2 1 blues, I think. We showed yesterday that even if we do concede, we can go on and score again. And I think that will lift the team as well, the whole squad. Because I think the only time we have done that was what, Barnsley, when we drew one all. So I think 2-1 Blues, um, but I think we'll be 2-0 up and they'll score on like the 89th minute. Uh, Classic Blues kind of will be sat there, butts clenched praying for for everything to miss. It's not
1: a nil-nil. It's all I ask. Don't give me a nil-nil. <laughs> I, I don't want to travel all the way up to the middle. You don't care. Nil. What
2: would what you think
3: the nil is going to be? I'm so sorry, Tom, but I was going to say, I was happy with a nil-nil. Because <laughs> you
1: get yeah. a clean sheet. <laughs> I, I
3: couldn't
1: <laughs> be. I'd rather go one-nil up and lose two one to be honest, because at least I had something
3: to celebrate for my travels. For but a, a, just for the sake of you, then I, I hope it's not a nil-nil, but at the back of my mind, I sort of hate that but I'd, i would say yeah one nil or if you can't get a one nil and um, just yeah have another point and a clean sheet and that's good for confidence again so i would before the game i would take a nil nil
2: um and and i guess rounding up we, we've, well, we've got time to maybe just go for a, a, a dream pick so uh, as the um as the founder of this particular piece of the pod, Carl, I'm going to start with you. So, dream pick for Saturday. Um,
0: we all know it isn't probably going to be particularly outlandish. I'm probably going to play it quite safe. Uh, I'm saying so
2: I'm-, I'm turning this off.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'll go with uh, I'll go with a up top. With, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't hurt me. Uh, I no, that, you know. I'd stay with... Uh, I think I'd <laughs> stay with Graham at right wing back, I think. I think he's done a great job, and I think he needs to continue in it. Um, And I think he's proved that he can defend. So, yeah, Graham at right wing back to continue. Um, But obviously, it depends if Bella's fit, I think. But, yeah, that would be the one for me.
2: And uh, everything pros, then. Uh, Tom, your dream pick?
1: Um... <laughs> I want Jonathan Leko to be recalled from loan and put into that squad. Be, are you on the piss or what's going on? I'm, I'm it's high on
2: nonsense. This it's is what happens nonsense. when
1: Blues win. I'm just too happy. It's it's just, there's too much to go through now. I, um, my dream pick, I. <sighs> I don't know, to be honest. I quite like the Jordan Graham pick, but I'm not I'm not going to steal it. (laughs) Um, I think George Friend, to be honest, I just want to see George Friend maintain his spot in that sort of back line. Um, I don't want him to be dropped. I'd be sad if he was. So, yeah, I'm going to go with George Friend, sort of another safe pick, Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing McGree in there. Or an EK, to be honest. I, <laughs> I, I don't mind him. I do think he's a good player. He's just not had enough chance yet. And um, he does create his own chances as well. And, um, yeah, seeing Ethers on the bench again will be nice.
2: Yeah, I, I must admit, if there was ever a game for an EK, this is probably it.
1: Yeah, to be you fair. You can
2: probably feel, you can, you, and you can fill a warner if the, if, if the opportunity arises. Um, Kurt, dream Picks so a player that you definitely want to see over and above anybody else?
3: well i think hardly did now, jack i'm not gonna say hardly at all i don't you know, believe it like, anyway no. thanks for your
2: contribution You're really <laughs> breaking it up, mate.
3: <laughs> um i just wanted to see if you'd like clock on to anything uh, well
2: i'm with virtual so I, there's not a lot i can do but i'll uh, i'll get your address so i'll see you later that's all
1: right
3: <laughs> <laughs> um more pro- yeah, probably just a simple one um really dini and Hogan getting some in between and probably like maybe assisting each other and getting a goal. That'd be nice. Um, trying to build that partnership. Cause yeah, like you say, that needs to be consistent. Now you, you can't keep swapping that, regardless of the whole home thing with Dean and him just playing there. I think um they need to be a regular thing. So yeah, if Deanny grabs the winner, then that would suit me just fine and a one-nil, even better.
2: Perfect. Yeah, I, I think for me, I'd like to see not not to start. Be good to see Sanchez just get a bit of time. Um, yeah, he's been a good player for us. It can be a bit frustrating, but there's no doubt it's quality on the ball. I think Simmons coming in from the under twenty threes. I'd like to see him start to get on the bench. Um, we all know it. We're screaming out for pace. So you know, if we've got anything somewhere in the in the, I guess in the setup, whether he's pace to burn, um, whether whether they're any good in front of goal, it doesn't really matter because let's be honest. They're not up against a (laughs) lot, are they? They'll just be quick and miss. So, um, yeah, I think that 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 result yesterday, you know, there's two two parts of it. A, we scored a goal. We we, we came back from adversity a little bit. Um, I'd be lying if I wasn't expecting that sort of... If there's going to be... I did say when it went 1-1, I knew there'd be another goal. And if I was going to put money on it, it wouldn't have been on us. So... um, I think that's going to do them absolute wonders um i'm glad there's a week uh because I, I think you know no need to get over excited and you just keep work on or keep working on i've been doing since the forest there is an obvious shift um so yeah i'm i'm quietly confident and thank christ we're, we're on a sunday and um I've got three points to celebrate. So, so on that, Tom, thank you very much for um, well, a few insane contributions, but nevertheless, <laughs> there was some sanity in there at times. So <laughs>
1: thank um, uh, No worries, uh, mate. Pleasure as always.
2: To Carl, obviously the uh, the sage of the group. So very level-headed. And uh, yeah, thank you for your, your comments, mate. Always, mate. Always a pleasure. And uh, Kurt, aka uh, Dean's uh, sorry, Dean's number one fan. Thank you for your contributions. Um, yeah, I, I hope I hope your your horrible dream pick doesn't come off. Um, but no, thanks for your contributions, mate. Good to see you on the pod. Cheers, thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries, no worries. Right, that's it. Um, good times ahead, I think. Um, definitely a bit of a shift. So well, we look forward to uh, Mr. Wanker's uh, team on uh, on Saturday. And hopefully we can put one over on him because I uh, think he'll have a right moan up. Uh, but between now and then, keep right on and stay safe.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.